Hayes Football Academy. This is your World Soccer Roundup for September 1st. This is Coach Don. I'm with Coach Hamilton, as always, covering your soccer spectacular information for the coming week. Uh, last week, we both went three for three. Uh, that brings us to five and seven for me and six and six for you overall. Still pretty close to begin the, the season out with, but... Plenty of time to go through our picks. Uh, moving on, we are going to jump right into it. This start with La Liga. Catch them on ESPN, ESPN+. Plus. The game we're going to be watching here is Osasuna versus Barcelona. And it looks like both teams are doing okay so far. What's our odds on this game here, Coach? So Barcelona is a half-goal favorite with an over-under of two and a half. And... Both teams have looked so good in front of the net the past couple weekends. Um, you know, I think Barcelona scored four, <coughs> excuse me, last weekend. Um, Osasuna has scored two. So both both teams looking really good in front of the net. So my favorite bet of the weekend is this over-under of two and a half. I am definitely on the over there. For our purposes, um you know, also soon has been fun, but uh, I'm until I until they prove me wrong, I'm going to stick with Barcelona. I mean, clearly, Barcelona's got the more talented team, but also soon is one of those teams that you're going to be paying attention to throughout the season, see if they can get up to the top four. The crazy thing is, here in Spain, we all know the big news going on yeah. is the creepy, uncomfortable kiss that the Spain FA president put on their player Jenny Hermosa. That is dominating the news, not just in Spain, but around the world. Many outlets pretty much demanding he step down from his position. And currently, Luis Rubiales has said, I'm staying put. I'm not moving down unless you fire me. And right now, the executives, they're not changing their minds either. Yeah, you know, I went back and watched, re-watched the video. Um, there, I mean, it's not okay, and I'm not saying that. But I don't think the fallout from this is warranted of the crime, I guess, so to speak. And, and I may catch some heat from that, but I don't know. And the, here's the big question. If, if Eugenie Hermosa is uncomfortable by it and didn't like it, then that's the bottom line. Done. Done deal. We need to – some action needs to be taken. But I don't know. Just – I went into going to watch the incident and thinking it was going to be this huge, horrible thing. I don't know. I guess it's really not to me. Yeah. When I looked at it, when you first watch it, you kind of think, oh, he kissed her. I mean, first, like, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But you think. Oh, no, it's Europeans, definitely weird. It's definitely weird. Europeans are known for kissing the cheek, and but it's on the list. What got me was he put his hand behind her head to bring her in. Yeah. That's where I have the issue with. So it's kind of those questions of how you view it, where you feel crossing that line is. But just like you said, Coach, if Jenny Hermosa has a problem with it, then herself, her agent, yep. and the Spain FA executives, they need to figure out the right solution. Not the media, not the world, the people involved with this. Even maybe there's some players can step into this as well. So yeah, we'll be following this mm-hmm. off and on, not directly as it doesn't pertain to us directly too much, but uh, this is the type of situation that we will be following. Moving on to Bundesliga, catch them on ESPN, ESPN+. Plus. We are going to be following F- or, excuse me, FC Union Berlin versus RB Leipzig. 
Union Berlin and Leipzig starting off pretty well. I know Leipzig beat up on Bayern Munich in the Super Cup to begin the season out. Uh, Union Berlin having a couple wins already themselves. Looks like Union Berlin has scored 13 goals in the last three matches. Yeah, That's a team that's rocking to begin the season. Yeah, and that's only conceding four in those same three matches. So, you know, they they are susceptible to being scored upon. You know, it's not like that you can't get a goal in on them, but they are scoring at a very high clip themselves right now. And when you're averaging, what, over four goals a game, it's okay if you give up a goal here or there. Um, so this is, I'm a little surprised by this. It's a pick on with an over under two and a half. And I'm actually think I'm a little surprised with both of those numbers. I would have thought that union Berlin would be a little bit of a favorite here. And I would have thought the over under would have been a full three. So I'm a little surprised by the two and a half. Um, it's a bet that again, I, maybe I'm just on the over unders this weekend. Maybe I'm just on the overs. Um, but I like I like FC Union Berlin in this game, and I like the over. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm kind of going with Union Berlin. I know Leipzig did lose the previous weekend, um, so right now they're, they're two wins and one loss. Union Berlin was one of the teams we talked about being the season. They finished what third or fourth last right. year. Um, I like their chances here if they're scoring goals like this right off the bat. Clearly, this RB Leipzig team is more talented and probably going to be able to deal with it a little better than the previous game. So I think we're both on the same page. Union Berlin has a great opportunity here to get more points on the season. Yeah, and stay, you know, stay hot in, in, a, in a league, in the Bundesliga, you know, where you have to stay hot in order to be able to compete at the end of the year. Moving on to Serie A, kissed him on CBS Sports and Paramount. The games, two games we're going to be watching here. First is AS Roma versus AC Milan. You and I have already talked about AC Milan. Christian Pulisic, two games, two goals. He is rolling right now. I think he's found a spot on AC Milan. The coach has found a spot for him to really gel with his teammates. Um, AS Roma is one of those teams that you can always pay attention to every season here. They haven't started off very strong. So I'm kind of torn here because I'm an AS Roma fan. I'll tell you what, AC Milan... They started the season off right. There's no question about it. Yeah, you know, and as good as AC Milan has looked, I think Roma's been so up and down. It's hard to, and I know it's early, but when you start a season like that, it's kind of hard to know what you're going to get. I mean, usually by week 10, week 11, week 12, you can kind of figure out, okay, this is who we are, this is who they are. But with Roma, you just don't know that right now. And because, well, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'm already taking AC Milan. All right, and, and I was just going to say because yeah. of that, because of that inconsistency with Roma, I'm going to take AC Milan as well. Which is pretty shocking, knowing they've got a good coach on their side, they've got quality players, and maybe just one of those things where maybe got a couple new players that are mm-hmm. trying to get used to the formation and the tactics there. So give them two, three, maybe four games. I guarantee Roma will start getting back into the the grind there. Moving on to the next game, we're looking at Napoli versus Lazio. We know Napoli won the league last year, and they're already rocking. Um, Winning their first two matches. Lazio, I believe, finished in the top five last year. They're struggling. They're 0-2 to start the season here. What's their odds on this game here, Coach? It is a half-goal favorite to Napoli with an over-under of 2.5. You know, Napoli has looked pretty solid on the attack in their first two matches. 
they're a pretty consistent or um, when it comes to who they brought back. You know, there's not a lot of new faces on that team. They are consistently, um, you know, you know, they're just consistent across the board right now with with, with the players on the team. You know, you're not going to see a lot of new faces, but you're going to recognize a lot of names. Um, they look pretty solid in their first two matches from back to front. And on the flip side of that, Lazio has struggled out of the gate. They're 0-2, um, have looked really poor at times. But you've also seen some of those flashes where, hey, they're going to get it going. So... You know, be interesting to see if this is the week Lazio gets it going. Yeah, against Napoli, I don't think it's going to be the game that they get it going. Napoli is just too talented for them. I expect Napoli to take this game, but crazy, crazy things have happened in, in previous games, so it'll be interesting to watch how this game turns out. Okay, moving on to the Premier League. Catch them on NBC Sports, USA, and Peacock. I, I tell you what, I love the beginning of this season. So right now, Manchester City is the only team to win all three of their games. Okay. We have, I believe, six teams that are currently undefeated. Um, so some good games coming up this weekend. The first one we're going to be looking at is Brighton versus Newcastle. Uh, I expected Brighton to have a better start to their season, which they looked they were on their way, but West Ham just manhandled them in the previous weekend. So I'm a little concerned about what's going on with Brighton. Maybe West Ham. It's just that much better this season, and I'm looking forward to see what happens with them this year. Yeah, you know, and this is a pick on uh, actually, with Brighton and Newcastle. Over and under a three, you know, I didn't realize – I watched a lot of that Brighton-West Ham game, and I didn't realize how much Brighton, I guess, apparently dominated possession. They had 78% possession, which is a ton especially when you lose yeah. one to three and their goal didn't come until like the 75th, maybe even later minute, you know, they were down three nil. And so I was very shocked by that performance by Brighton. They were at home against what we thought is an inferior opponent. And he just dropped the ball big time. And so real disappointed, you know, Newcastle is a team, another team that you and I are both kind of keeping our eye on. This game being a pick on being at Newcastle. I don't know. There's a big part of me that wants to take a draw. I don't like doing that, but I'm going to. Yeah, this is an interesting game here, especially looking at Newcastle. So Newcastle's lost their last two games. One of those was Manchester City, which I believe they matched up pretty well yeah, with Manchester I agree. City. Last week they had Liverpool, where Liverpool had a player rejected around the 30th minute of the game. Which means 60 minutes, Newcastle didn't score a single goal with Liverpool a man down. And Liverpool came back and won that game 2-1. to one. Yeah, and they, correct me if I'm wrong, Liverpool was er, yeah, Liverpool was down 1-0 to nothing when they, they were, lost the man. They were. Uh, which is insane to not even yeah. score one goal when you've got a man advantage here. So, Newcastle struggling to get those goals right now. That's kind of the same way against Manchester City. So I've got some concern with Newcastle. I'm going to take Brighton in this game. I still think Newcastle is a quality side. I love their coach um, and, and how Coach Howe. I think he does a great job. Again, this team's prepared. They've just got to find a way to get more goals. So I'm taking Brighton in this game. 
And you said you're taking... I'm taking the draw. Taking the draw here. So moving on to the next game. This is a game we're both really excited about. is Arsenal versus Manchester United. I mean, let's um, be honest, guys. Is this the one Saturday a season that you're an Arsenal fan? Anytime. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Any team that's playing Manchester United, I am that team's fan the entire weekend. Anytime Manchester United loses, I go, love it. Go team, right? I, I absolutely <laughs> love it. So, yes, I'm an Arsenal fan this weekend. I would love to see them just really turn on the Jets and put on three or four goals on them. Man, you lost last weekend. They did not have a good match. Is that a sign of the times there for them? They've had some switchover with some players there as well. So I think we both agree. We're both taking Arsenal here. Yeah. You know, the betting odds real quickly. Arsenal is a half goal favorite with an over-under of three. Um, You know, we talked about Man U losing last week. Um, I guess, you know, Arsenal forced a tie. Well, actually, honestly – Arsenal and Fulham played an absolute monsoon. I don't know if anybody watched that match, but it poured from about the third minute on. And not just like kind of rain. I mean, poured. Which I'm surprised they didn't postpone the game knowing that was coming through. That's Um, absurd to play something like that. And uh, Fulham scored first. Fulham scored in like the second minute off of just an absolute terrible pass. I think it was an attempted drop that was just intercepted, and then the goalkeeper was already out. And it was a nice ball by the Fulham, uh, by Fulham, and they went up one to nothing. Arsenal actually responded in the second half with two goals. They led two to one, and then right there at the end, um, you know, let Fulham sneak a goal and tie it up and get away with a point. So disappointing for Arsenal in that game. I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to blame it on the weather and the and the, and the monsoon, but. Yeah, we both know weather can completely change a game over. Yeah, so but I agree this weekend. Um, there, you know, I guess since you and I are at like truly betting, in some cases I would take Man United, but not in this one. I'm taking Arsenal. So as we said before, six teams have yet to lose. Manchester City is the only team to have won all three games. However, the three promoted teams. Not that it's a surprise, but they are struggling. They have lost all of their games to trust the season out. That is Lutton, Sheffield, and Burnley. So I don't expect them to put up a lot of points. I don't see Sheffield or Lutton really doing anything this season. Burnley's going to struggle a little bit as well. So we'll be following them throughout the season, see if they can find some points, and we'll keep track of that. Again, this is the World Soccer Roundup provided to you by the Ace Football Academy. I am Coach Dunham, again, with Coach Hampton. We thank you for joining us. Moving on to MLS, catch them, of course, on Apple TV. The big game for us this weekend, it is Orlando City at FC Cincinnati. Orlando City currently in third. Kind of snuck up on us there. They really did. And some other teams have dropped straight out of the top five, like FC Dallas has completely dropped out. Um, FC Cincinnati, I believe, has already clinched a playoff berth. And I think it's just a matter of time when you look at this points here when they're going to clinch the conference. They're 11 points clear of second place New England Revolution. I can't be many more games from the clinch the entire conference. Yeah, you know, so a couple of things just to kind of piggyback on what you, all, everything you said there. You know, they FC Cincinnati beats Atlanta United. Sorry, I could not think of who they played. They beat Atlanta United 2-1. to one. Um I'll let you talk about Acosta's goal. I've coached, and you know we all have the we all as coaches feel like this. I've been at the soccer field till 
8.30 every night this week. So I've watched no soccer this week. You kind of kept me up to date. And even last Saturday I was on the field and you kept me up to date with FC Cincinnati kind of dismantling uh, New York City. Is that correct? It was. Um, and yeah, it was a 3-0 game there. Yeah, and so FC Cincinnati seems to be back in form. But as you said, Wednesday night, you know, Cincinnati needed a lot of things to happen to clinch, and they all did. Nashville lost. Dallas lost. Um, Columbus lost. Columbus lost. Philadelphia lost. Yeah, all these teams Which lose. Is insane. Cincinnati gets a 2-1 to win, and, you know, they're, they are officially in the playoffs. But you are correct. I mean, I don't think there was ever any doubt that they were going to make the playoffs at this point. However, you know, the goal now is definitely the Supporters' Shield. You want to win your conference. You want to win the MLS League and then see what happens in the tournament. Well, what I really want to pay attention to is Luciano Acosta. He has to be the MVP of this season. Of course, we watch FC Cincinnati every week. Some of the things he does is remarkable. And he's my height. He's a short dude. He's 5'6", 5'7". I mean, just the things that he does with that ball is remarkable. And the goal he had last night was a sweet volley with his left foot. Uh, the ball control that he had uh, the other weekend versus New York was – he's just above and beyond the most talented player on the field everywhere he goes. And I look forward to see if they're going to give him the MVP because he's yeah. playing at that caliber level. You know, he is one of those players that, you know, even my girls when they're like – Hey, what can I work on? And, you know, as coaches, um, you know, one of the things that we will tell almost any player is you got to be better at your first touch. You know, your first touch has to be better. And if you want to watch somebody who has mastered the first touch, it's Acosta and it's absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. Some other news. I'm taking FC Cincinnati, by the way. I think it's clear we're both taking FC Cincinnati. The other news that we want to bring up here, and we kind of brought this up during our MLS preview, was the Messi effect. Lionel Messi coming to the United States. How is that going to affect ticket sales, home games, away games? And every game he's played in, they've had a sold-out stadium. Every stadium he's gone to, they've increased their ticket prices. There is mention of some teams moving out of their soccer-specific stadium to a larger stadium. I know when they went to Chicago, they moved their game to Soldier Field. It's all about money, of course. Not only did they move it to Soldier Field to sell more tickets, they increased the price of their tickets as well. So, And I'm sure they had a massive crowd still. He is booming economies in these away, away games. He's getting a chance for people to watch him play. He's getting booed visiting cities. So... The messy effect is real. It is just booming. The economies in those cities is booming. And I think him coming over here has been well worth what they offer him. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about it. I am I am still a little bummed. FC Cincinnati had him beat. They had him beat. It's infuriating. And they just ah so frustrating. Poor decision making from professionals is what that was. Yeah. And you've got the U.S. Open Cup Finals coming Speaking up on September 27th. You can catch Inter-Miami versus Real Salt Lake. I just don't feel like Real Salt Lake no. should even be in the final. <laughs> but if Lionel Messi plays in this game, consider that a done deal for Inter-Miami. Moving on to the women's NWSL. Catch them on Paramount+. Plus. 
last weekend, there were quite a few draws last yeah. weekend. Looks like all the World Cup returners got plenty of playing time out in the field. This week, we're going to be watching North Carolina Courage versus Gotham, New York, New Jersey. This is the second place team versus the fourth place team. Um, Gotham played to its third scoreless draw last weekend, which is right now the most in the NWSL. We can say they're struggling to score a little bit, but I feel like once they get their World Cup returners back into sync, they're going to get back into the flow of things. Yeah, you know, they, Lynn Williams, you know, Allie Krieger, Kelly O'Hara, all those types of players, you've got to figure um, they'll get their feet wet again, and, and hopefully that problem is fixed. You know, I really like watching Gotham play. Um, I've kind of become a fan of them since you and I started this podcast, which has been a lot of fun for me. But they they really struggle in the final third. I mean, it, or the attacking third. It's it's interesting to watch. Um, you know, they can dominate a game, and then they get to the final third, and it's just like, oh, now we have to score. Right. Um, so. Hopefully the addition of Lynn Williams and those those ladies back will help fix that. But, you know, on the other side of things, North Carolina Courage, arguably their top player, Emily Fox, out on a red card, actually received a yellow. It went to VAR, and VAR overturned it to a red. So she will be Yikes. out this weekend. Uh, so interesting to see how the Courage respond to that. And, Coach... I think I'm going to take an upset here. I think I'm going to take Gotham to win this game. That's an interesting pick here with Emily Fox gone from the Courage. So there's going to be an open spot there for the put a replacement in the field. I'm going to stick with North Carolina Courage. They start off their season really struggling. But they, just like Washington mm-hmm. Spirit, they yeah. made that turn towards the end of the year here. So I'm going with the Courage on this game. Moving on, we've got the Challenge Cup catch that. Semifinals September 6th, their finals on the 9th. You've got the number one seed, O.L. Rain, versus number four seed, Racing Louisville. And then you've got the number two seed, KC Current, versus the three seed, North Carolina Courage. So be sure to tune in to those games. Yeah, you know, I think um, those final, those semifinals will be played prior to us recording next week. So we will really break down that final for everybody. But, you know, really hoping that, Racing Louisville can pull an upset and get past the OL Reign, but we will definitely break down that finals next week for everybody on this ep- on World Soccer Roundup. And getting into or getting back into the U.S. Women's National Team, has been reported that Megan Rapino, we knew she was going to be retiring. Her final U.S. Women's National Team game will be September twenty fourth, and today we also just heard Julie Ertz also retiring from the national team. And I'm curious if her last game will also be September 24th. And that game will be versus South Africa. There are some friendlies coming up for the national team. September 21st, September 24th. Both games are going to be versus South Africa. You can catch those on TNT. You know, I kind of wonder if, you know, Megan Rapino, you know, now Julie Ernst, I wonder if that doesn't kind of get the ball rolling on some of these um, players who we assume played Definitely in their last World Cup, but um, you know, like Becky Sauerbrunn, yeah, Kelly O'Hara, Alex Morgan, you know, are they Alex Morgan, who's thirty-four, yeah, I believe. You know, does does Alex hang around and play one more Olympics? You know, right. does, you know, or or does she? You know, she's mom. I don't, I don't know what her future plans for right. 
motherhood is, but you know, is it one of those things where, you know, she's just kind of ready to turn it off too. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if the Julie Ertz announcement doesn't start to create a domino effect or if we'll just kind of have to wait and see on some of these other players. Yeah. We'll definitely be paying attention to that. Moving into the men's national team. They also have some international friendlies coming up Saturday, September 9th versus Uzbekistan. Tuesday, September 12th, first Oman, and catch both games on TNT. But, of course, there are still news going on within the men's team. Gio Rana and Bearhalter apparently have not spoken to resolve their issues. At least that's the word happening in the media. How true that is, we can't confirm that. Regardless, it's a mess. It what is a they, mess. So, doing? currently, Gio Rana has an injury, so he's not on the roster for the friendlies coming up. So, that's one thing that... Just like you said, that's convenient. <laughs> he something he doesn't have to worry about. But coach and player, they've got to get that worked out, or else that's another disaster coming up. And coach and like legitimately needed player. Not like he's a sub or a reserve or like they need him on the field. Absolutely. And and, and I get it that Gio is however old he is, but in this situation, Burhalter is the coach. Burhalter is the adult, and I don't mean that as an insult to Geo, but in this situation, Burhalter is the adult, and he needs to call Geo and say, hey, look, man, let's hash this out. Come, come to the facility, come to the camp, and, and let's, let's get through this, and let's move on, and let's give the U.S. men's national team a shot to, you know, get past the round of 16 for once. And, you know, we don't really know the personality of Gio Reyna off the field. Is he a diva? Is he a difficult player to deal with? Regardless, that's the coach's responsibility to be able to handle those situations. Right. Even if that means getting other assistant coaches involved or other personnel to help them work through this issue, he should be getting all those resources together to solve this before these friendlies come up because when Gio's back to being healthy – we fully expect yes. him to be a starter yes. on any future games. Yeah, absolutely. We do appreciate you guys listening to the Ace Football Academy. If you enjoy watching our podcast or listening to our podcast, please give us a five-star rating. We look to give you some more content down the road. We'll catch you next time. This is the Ace Football Academy. Take care.